Hello, welcome to Brianna's Bedtime Stories for Children. Today I will be reading I Am Rosa Parks by Brad Meltzer. I Am Rosa Parks. Growing up, I was small for my age. I was sick a lot too, since we didn't have money for a doctor. But that didn't mean I was weak. I'm not that short, looks like you are. When I was 11, as I was walking home from school, a boy on roller skates came zipping by and shoved me. He thought I'd be an easy target. To his surprise, I turned around and pushed him back. I knew fighting was wrong, but I didn't want him picking on me again. Uh-oh, this is gonna be bad. Did you just push my son? His mother saw what happened. She was mad that I'd pushed him. But you know, what made her even matter? I was black and her son was white. She immediately started yelling. I'll have you put in jail. You'll never get out again. No question, it was scary. But my mother and grandfather taught me to respect myself and to expect respect from others. So instead of backing down, I stood my ground and calmly but firmly I exclaimed, your son was the one who pushed me. I didn't bother him at all. I was just standing up to that mom, or even to the boy on the roller skates. I was standing up for myself. After that, the boy and his mom never bothered me again. Still, it's hard to change things. Sometimes it can take a long time. Back then, if you were black, you were treated unfairly just because of the color of your skin. You weren't allowed to live in the same neighborhood as a white person eat in the same restaurant, ride the same elevator, or use the same bathroom. You couldn't even drink from the same water fountain. One was marked for whites, the other for colored. When I was little, I used to wonder if white water tasted different from colored water. I even wondered if colored water came in lots of colors, but it didn't. The only difference was I had to walk outside or even down the block to get mine. Of course, it wasn't just about water fountains. This was my school, a small old wooden building with one room and one teacher for all of us. Everyone from the five-year-olds to the sixth graders were stuffed in that one room. There were no windows, desks, and barely any books. Since most kids had to work on a farm to, eat, to earn money, we only went to school five months during the year. Less school, hooray! Don't say hooray, that's bad. We also brought our books home every night. Why? Because we worried that the folks who hated the color of our skin would burn down our school. Now here's the school for the white kids, for the kids who were white. Notice the difference? It was a nice brick building with beautiful windows, new desks, and plenty of books, plus a playground. They went to school nine months out of the year since they weren't working in the fields like we were. Now, now can we say hooray? No, there's no hooray about this. Also, if you were black, you had to walk to school. If you were white, you'd have to go take the bus. The worst part was when I'd walk home with my brother, the kids on the bus would throw trash at us. It made me feel horrible, but there were no civil rights back then. The only solution was to move off the road. And really, what kind of solution was that? As I got older, things didn't change much. There's no room in here, lady. One winter, I was waiting for the local city bus. If you were black, you had to ride in the back. If you were white, you'd rode up front. 
On that day, the back of the bus was packed, but there were plenty of seats in the front. I was just trying to find a place to sit, but as I entered through the front door of the bus, I tried to explain that there was no room to get in through the back. What do you think you're doing? You need to get off and use the back door. Only whites can come in front, but I'm already in. The driver didn't care. He wanted me off the bus. He grabbed me by my coat sleeve. I dropped my purse near the front door to pick it up. I sat in the front seat, a white man at white seat. It made the driver madder than ever. That's it. Get out of my bus. That's what he called us. My called it my bus, as if it were his. The bus wasn't his, though. It belonged to all of us. Still, that afternoon, the driver got his way. He kicked me off. See you soon. Yes, you will. But I promise you that that, that wasn't the last time I'd faced the bus driver. For there, in addition, from there, in addition to walking as a seamstress, I started working to change things at the NAACP. We fought for fairer laws and made sure that people's stories were heard. Tell me what happened next. I also stopped using colored water fountains. I'd rather go thirsty than be treated poorly. Need a lift? No thanks. It was the same Same with separate elevators. Instead of riding them, I'd take the stairs. But as for real change, even I didn't know what was coming. It was the end of, the, of a busy Thursday. I was 42 years old and on the bus going home. This time, I was sitting in the front row in the first row of seats that were allowed for black people. There was one man next to me and told, and two women across from me. It was the same driver from before, the exact same one from all those years earlier. At the third stop, a few white people got on, filling the rest of the empty seats. There was one white person left standing, so the driver told those of us in my row, let me have those front seats. At first, none of us moved, but when he asked again, y'all better make it light on yourselves and let me have those seats. The other three people got up. I stayed right where I was. Sliding to the window, I thought about what was, he was demanding. He wanted to take my seat away. He wanted to give it to that man. And why? Come on, get up. Because I was black and the man was white. I knew what the rules said, but I also knew in my heart that's not how you treat people. With a, without a doubt, the driver was mad, but I never lost my cool, never raised my voice. Are you gonna get up? No. People say that the reason I refused to give up my seat was that I was tired, and I was. But it wasn't the kind of tired that came from aching feet. The only tired I was was tired of giving in. Well, I'm going to have you arrested. You may go on and do so. Before me, there were other brave women who had refused to give up their seats. Still on that day for violating the rules of Montgomery, Alabama, I got arrested. But by standing up for myself, I ignited a movement. From there, the Montgomery bus boycott began. For 381 days, that's well over a year, all black in the city and even a few whites refused to ride the public buses. But if, you, but if you don't use the buses, we'll get out of business. Then maybe you should think about changing your rules. Finally, the rules were changed. Public buses were no longer allowed to separate people. Public buses were no longer allowed to separate people based on the color of their skin. 
That was only the beginning. Eventually, we were allowed to drink from the same water fountains, ride the same elevators, and yes, go to the same schools. In the Declaration of Independence, Thomas Jefferson wrote that we were all created equal. Finally, the nation was starting to act like it. Now can we say hooray? Soon, we're close. Of course, that didn't mean the fight was over. There were thousands of other people just like that bus driver. But after hearing how I didn't give up my seat, there were now thousands of more people just like me, together, inspired, and committed to justice. My name's Martin. Want to hear a rough draft of my speech? Yes, bet I, you bet I do. In my life, people tried to knock me down, tried to make me feel less than I was. They teased me for being small, being black, being different. Let me be clear, no one should be able to do that. But if they try, you must stand strong, stand up for what's right, stand up for yourself, even if it means sitting down. When you do, others will follow. What's the medal? It's the con Congress Congressional Gold Medal one of the government's highest honors. Cool, George Washington got one too. Now can I say hooray? Go for it. Hooray! I am Rosa Parks. I am not a politician or a president or an actor or a famous business owner. I just, I'm just an ordinary person. But, I, but I'm also proof that there's no such thing as an ordinary person. I hope you all um, always understand to stand up for yourself. And I hope you'll remember that we're all in this together. The end. Goodbye, Stories Podcast. And have a great night or day or whatever you're doing. Have a great one. And remember, you can listen to this when you're sleeping, when you're in the car, or anytime. Good night. Don't forget, if you have any other story requests, please comment in the comment section. And we'll hopefully try to do as many as we can. If we don't have the books, then we'll make up a story for you guys. Okay, bye-bye. Good night or good morning.